0: From the Alan Samuel Studios, this is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: All right, let's welcome up now a man that really does not need an introduction to this group. But would you all join me in welcoming our special guest today for this Lunch with a Legend? Welcome Cotton
0: Davidson. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham. Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, and by Damore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged.
1: Cotton, what's it like when you look out here and you see, you know, former teammates, you see former coaching colleagues, when you see so many of your players that are here, what's that like for you to see a Everybody and well, family.
2: First, I'd like to start off with some dye and get this white hair. <laughs> <laughs> i start look down through there. All you see is white. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I can't tell you how great Baylor has been to me because I I had a chance to do nothing or you know. Work on Daddy's ranch out there, or, but we—it's uh, really been a big, big, big source of uh, of happiness. Yeah. Well, it's mutual.
1: It is definitely mutual the way we feel about you.
0: Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears.
3: You know, I think it's—it's it's something that I want to ask a question first, and then make a statement that. Um, you know, first of all, with all the quarterbacks that are in this room, we've all wondered which was your favorite.
0: <laughs> now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris, and Aaron Sexton. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to the John Morris
1: Show on this Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to say a special edition of the John Morris Show. We are traveling today, headed to Garland to be with my dad for Christmas, but leaving this in the vault for you today. And uh, that's not so much what makes it special. What makes it special is our subject today matter today. Uh, we are going to recognize and honor the late uh, Cotton Davidson, who passed away on Friday. Mentioned that during the 3 o'clock hour yesterday. Many of you, of course, knew the news from Friday. He is passing at the age of 91. Uh, Cotton, uh, one of Baylor's all-time greats. I mean greats. Uh, player at Baylor, quarterback, and then came back and coached and was here 21 Years, all 21 years with Coach Grant Taff, and just left a legacy unlike very few in Baylor football history. Even beyond that, beyond his time working at Baylor into retirement, just a tremendous supporter of Baylor University, Baylor Athletics, and that's the Baylor side of it. There's also the Gates Full side of it, the uh, professional football side of it, uh, and the NFL with the Baltimore Colts, the Dallas Texans, and the AFL, and then uh, Probably most notably with the Oakland Raiders, where that familiar number 19 uh, just is uh, really emblazoned in a lot of people's minds, uh, uh, Cotton quarterbacking the Oakland Raiders. So many great stories that he had through the years, his playing and coaching career and beyond that. And uh, he shared those with us when we had Cotton as a guest. On our Lunch with a Legend, the date was August 9th, 2018. Cotton was the guest, and uh, I'll tell you this. So that was four years ago, and when we approached him about doing it, he was very reluctant to agree to do that, Um, not for any other reason than he was a little bit... Uh, He was just a little bit um, wary of getting up in front of a a big crowd and not being able to get names right and stories right and dates right and things like that. So to be honest, uh, I met, he agreed to do it and I said what can I do to help you know make things comfortable it's just me interviewing you and we met uh, I want to say twice maybe three times before the luncheon and went over a lot of potential questions and uh, uh, you know dates and people and I got the information from him and we sort of did you know kind of a dress rehearsal of the luncheon uh, a couple of times before we had the actual luncheon I just wanted him to feel comfortable up there Um, but it was and he did he knocked it out of the park he did so well and it was just a celebration of cotton davidson with all the people that were there Uh, it was sold out i mean the luncheon was completely sold out it was his uh coaching fraternity it was his teammates from his time it was great gatesful uh, uh, representation there and then there were a ton of his players guys who played for Cotton and were coached by him during their Baylor careers uh, that were there also. So a couple of segments coming up Uh, first is, is part of our conversation with Cotton and some really good stories there, including the man in the trench coat. Uh, Those of you who haven't heard that uh, you'll, you'll hear that story from Cotton himself. And uh, and then another segment uh, where we allowed some of his players to talk to him and to really just show their admiration for Cotton and to tell some stories themselves, and it was just terrific. There was a table there, at the, and this was at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, again, August 9th, 2018, and there was a table that we referred to as the quarterbacks table. And Cotton, for the most part, during his Baylor coaching career, coached the quarterbacks. Uh, a little later on, he coached uh, the the receivers. But at the quarterback table, uh, you'll hear J.J. Uh, J. Jeffrey, or here Cody Carlson. Um, who else was involved there? Uh, gosh, there's somebody else at the quarterbacks table that spoke also, and there were other quarterbacks that didn't really speak but were there again to honor Cotton Davidson, their coach. So that's coming up in the hour today as we honor the late Francis Marion. Davidson. Cotton Davidson passed away on Friday at the age of 91. Uh, Memorial service is coming up on. Monday, January 2nd, uh, 1 p.m. at First Baptist Church in Gatesville. And uh, gosh, don't you know that place is going to be bursting at the seams of people who want to be there again to pay their respects to Cotton and to Carolyn. Um, They were married uh, uh, 68 years at the time of Cotton's passing last week. So here is our hour in honor of Cotton Davidson. We'll take a break, be back with more in just a moment. Thanks to Aaron running the board for us today. And we're brought to you in part by Alan Samuels. Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Back after this here on ESPN Central Texas. back with us as we continue on the John Morris Show, brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank, it's your bank. As we mentioned, uh, uh, an hour honoring Cotton Davidson today. And we begin with uh, a portion of our Lunch with a Legend, August 9th, 2018, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Thanks to Doug Furch, Paul Thorpe, Baylor alumni engagement for putting on these great Lunch with a Legend events. And this was one of the all-time greats, a completely sold-out crowd there at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And we begin by bringing Cotton Davidson on
2: stage. Route. Okay.
1: Very nice. We could say the benediction and leave right now, Cotton. It's pretty well,
2: let's, good. Let's go.
1: <laughs> How fun is this for you to see all these people from all walks of your life?
2: Well, I saw two people that I've seen in the last two years. Wow. <laughs> the rest of them I haven't seen.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> That is great. Well, appreciate you uh, letting us do this, allowing us to honor you, and the turnout today just, uh, I think, speaks very strongly and loudly about how people feel about you. Uh, Let's go back a little bit. Uh, Gatesville is your home, has been your home. You grew up there and then uh, came to Baylor. What was that process like? How did you end up at Baylor?
2: Well, it was an accident, really. And uh, I... uh, uh, th- we didn't travel a whole lot we we, 30 miles out of Waco and we come to Waco once a year you know whether we want to or not and
1: uh, you made it you you'd said you almost ended up in Rice
2: yes I did I, <laughs> I committed to Rice but I didn't know what I was doing
4: you
2: know? <laughs> and uh, so I we had a little country church out there, Congo Baptist Church. It's the best Baptist Church in Texas, really. We uh, uh, have pastors from Baylor come out and you know, they, they preach on Saturday, and I mean on, on, they were, one of them was a ball player, and he played on Saturday and preached on Sunday. You know, and uh, that was my trip. That was my transportation to get back to Baylor. I, he'd, I'd get in with him and here we'd come back to Baylor. And, uh, but it, uh, it's just, it's really been a pleasure. And uh, I uh, know that uh, Clyde, I don't think it was you that brought those coaches out. To, no, we're, we're the same age, so it wouldn't work.
5: <laughs>
1: Coach Hart says he was in the RA section and watched Cotton play football.
2: We, but we had a, 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 a one of the guys that, uh, like I say, Ray Mayfield was a guard here. He played guard and, and uh, preached for us and. and uh, so he brought out uh, two of the coaches, and I don't remember the two that uh, to introduce me to them. That's how much recruiting I got, you know. <laughs> and so before they left, I had committed to Baylor, and uh, I'll never regret that as long as I live. Uh,
1: amen to that. That's our good fortune that it worked out that way. At Gatesville High School, uh, I just learned this, uh, David Wetzel is here, he's a member of the Baylor staff. His grandfather? David Wetzel's grandfather was your high
2: school coach? Yes, and he was one of the greatest individuals, whether he's a coach or not, that you'll ever get around. Wow. Lloyd Mitchell. Lloyd Mitchell. He, was a, he went to Baylor. Yes. Lloyd, I think he was on the track team, and, uh, <clears throat> but he was a, a very, very, very good, good coach, and,
1: Yeah, Yeah. he did his part for you, (laughs) coaching in high school. Uh, You were here 1949 to 53 and played baseball. I mean, we talk about your football exploits, but you played baseball here also.
2: Oh yeah, I've got, uh, see that guy right there in that blue shirt? (laughs) Yes. He was the best baseball player Baylor ever had. Wow, all right. (laughs) I'm just telling you that. Yes. And a lot of how I taught him, you know. (laughs) Ty Newton. Ty, Appreciate Ty, that. Ty Newton.
1: Yes. Hey. <laughs> First amen of the program. I like it. Okay. What about? I heard about the fearsome foursome. What, what do you? What can you tell us about the fearsome well, foursome? Well,
2: the fears, fearsome foursome was if I can name all three of them. <laughs> you were one of them. Yeah, no, I was the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, L. G. Dupree, okay. Alan Jones, okay. and Cody uh, Jerry G- Coody. G- Jerry Coody. Yeah, and that was the best uh, overall uh, backfield I've ever huh. dealt with. I didn't. I didn't even warm up. <laughs> I, <didn't, laughs> I had those three guys that, and the fullback was the fastest guy of the bunch. You know. So, uh, we, uh, it was, it was a great uh, uh, reward, but our offensive line was great. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That helped us out a lot.
1: (laughs) Always give credit to the offensive line, that's smart. After Baylor, you were drafted by the, uh, the Baltimore Colts, and it was sort of... I mean, you were there, but then you had National Guard service also. I mean, that, that sort of interrupted your, the start of your pro career, didn't it?
2: I played a year at Baltimore. One year. Yeah, one year. Came in, and uh, Carolyn and I were living in Breckenridge, and mother sent me the letter that had <laughs> U- USA on it. <laughs> and you knew what it was? <laughs> I, I didn't know what it was, but I wanted to close it back up. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we, uh, I, got, I got called in and couldn't, couldn't make it. I couldn't hurt bad enough to get any recognition from those draft teams, you know. So anyway, I, I spent two years in the service. And uh, fortunately, I was processed out in California, but I went to Fort Ard to do my basic. Then to uh, uh, El Paso, I was trying to uh, uh, at the next stop. You know, we were doing cow, and this guy walks up with shoulder stars all the way down his arm. You know, and he said, "Would you be interested in playing baseball?" And I jumped up about that high and said, "Yes, siree!" <laughs> you know. <clears throat> so. I really feel poorly about what those other guys had to do, and all I did- And you played baseball. <laughs> I played baseball, and then football, and then baseball, and then football. Oh, man. They kept saying, well, what do we do for entertainment, do we watch all ball games? <laughs> so it made me feel like... Maybe I was making some kind you of. You were doing, doing your hand part.
1: Hand-wool. Absolutely. And you mentioned Carolyn. Everybody knows Carolyn, <coughs> uh, his bride of 64 years. They have been married. <laughs> Love you, Miss Davidson. We were talking before the luncheon, and they just kind of mentioned in passing about going parking out at Baylor Stadium. And I didn't get any. Hey, wait, wait, hey. And I didn't ask any more about it. And I, they didn't say any more about it. <laughs> But good memories at Baylor Stadium uh, for Cotton and Carolyn. Well from the minute we announced this luncheon, I started getting messages and emails from people, Kelly you're one of them, uh, that said you've got to get him to tell the story about the man in the trench coat. Who who knows in this room about the man in the trench coat? All right, some of you do, the rest of you are going to learn about it right now. So you're playing with the Oakland Raiders, is this 19, oh that was the Texans. I'm sorry, that was the Texans, Texas. and you're playing a game, and you're driving the team down the field. You have a pass in the end zone that would have been a, a game-tying or a game-winning score, but tell them about the man in the trench coat.
2: Well, I, we're, like you said, it, we threw a long pass uh, to Chris Burford, you know, and he catches it on about the one or two-yard line. And this is the first year the AFL was playing. And you could, you could stack, couldn't get these, this many people in that stadium. It, it was just a terrible stadium. And uh, <clears throat> uh, they uh, uh, called, and Chris Burford catches the ball, and we think he's in the end zone but what we think and what that official thinks is two different (laughs) things, you know. So uh, they back him out and put it on the one yard or two yard line, and we can't kick a field goal because we need more than three points. And uh, so uh, we just, and this, they had to take and spread the people back the end zone around the end zone was solid people fans, fans just fans, fans down there. fans yeah. down there and so we've got one play to go and so i come up and chris sat here to the left and about just about the time the ball is snapped i see that guy take off right there and he had a trench coat on <laughs> And he runs out there and knocks the ball down in front of Chris Burford, runs out of the end zone, and no call was made.
1: No call by the officials.
2: (laughs) No call was made. I went over and told Hank, I said, Hank, we need to protest this game. (laughs) They added a player to the (laughs) But things do happen like that.
1: (laughs) There's video or film, I guess, of this, and it's very clear this guy just runs out in the middle of the end zone and
2: bats the ball down. He, he just got, I, I see him running. <laughs> he's, he's almost like a middle linebacker sitting with right it. That, that type of stuff will send you home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's life in the early AFL yeah, right there, isn't it? Right. for sure. Cotton, what's it like when you look out here and you see, you know, former teammates? You see former coaching colleagues? When you see so many of your players that are here? What's that like for you to see everybody and well, family?
2: first, I'd like to start off with some dye and get this white hair. <laughs> look down through there; all you see
4: is
2: white. Hair. Uh, no, I can't tell you how great baylor has been to me because i i had a chance to do nothing or you know work on daddy's ranch out there or, but we uh, this, it's really been a big 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 source of uh, of happiness
1: Man, how sincere, how heartfelt is that from Cotton Davidson. And that's what you got from him, that feeling, those words, that sentiment about his time at Baylor anytime and every time you were around him. Part of our Lunch with a Legend, again, August 9th, 2018, with the great Cotton Davidson who passed away on Friday at the age of 91. There's more to come. We'll take a break, and when we come back, let you hear from uh, some of his players. His players, their thoughts on playing for Cotton, the lessons they learned from him. You'll enjoy this, so stay with us. John Morris Show will continue. We're brought to you in part by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. D'Amore at 4541 West Waco Drive. And back with us on ESPN Central Texas as we spend our hour today honoring uh, the late Cotton Davidson. Uh, You've heard part of our Lunch with a Legend. From August of 2018, there's more to come from that luncheon. As we run around out in the uh, audience now to some of the uh, players uh, who played for Cotton during his time there. Uh, Ricky Thompson will wrap it up. Ricky, a uh, a, a Gatesvillian, uh, someone from Gatesville, uh, along with Cotton for many, many years. So you'll hear some of these players as they give their remembrances of Cotton Davidson. And, and, and it was so cool because he was there. They were talking to him. You know, there may be some of this uh, at his memorial service on Monday, but this was especially powerful and meaningful, I think, because Cotton's sitting right there in front of him and his whole family is there. And, uh, you know, they get to say, you know, how much Cotton means to all of them. So we've got that coming up. And we begin by uh, just taking the mic out into the crowd at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, part of the Lunch with a Legend, August 9th, 2018. I'm going to start right over here at the uh, quarterback's table, all right? Yeah, if you all have something you want to say to Cotton or a great story maybe that comes to mind, Jay Jeffrey, 1980 Southwest Conference championship quarterback for Baylor, what do, what do you have to say? Cotton?
5: Well, mainly, obviously I love Coach Davidson, but I think it's interesting. He's not really talking much about his coaching. Uh, The great thing about Cotton is uh, he didn't just teach plays, routes, reads. He taught schemes, so you understood what was happening on the field. And his big question, he always wanted you to understand what you were seeing on the field, what you saw in front of you. So, you go to the sideline after you threw a say an interception. These guys would know more about throwing interceptions than I would. But, but, uh, but you go, you throw a pick and you go to the sideline and you get on the press, the press box phone and, and Cotton would always say, so Jay, what did you see? And uh, of course I would tell him what I did and Cotton would go, Jay, I know what you did. I just watched it. I suffered through it. What I want to know is what you saw and uh, then you'd explain it, and he'd say, okay, well, don't worry about that, and this is how we're gonna fix it or whatever. But, you know, we knew uh, the primary routes, primary reads, secondary routes, secondary reads, you had your progression, your backside routes, and Cotton was a big believer in no matter what happens, you always got your running backs. So if you get lost, uh, and quarterbacks do get lost, or just something happens, you're scrambling or something's going wrong, then just hit your backs. And so in 1980, we were playing SMU, and uh, I drop back as a pass play, and hit Walter out in the flat, and he scampers for about 40 yards. And I come to the sideline, get on the, <laughs> on the, the phone, and Cotton says, Jay, that was a great read. He said, uh, what did you see on that, uh, when you hit Walter out in the flat? And I was kind of silent, and uh, trying to think of something smart to say. And he said, you got lost, didn't you? <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, And I said, yes, yes I did, Um, but that's the great thing about Cotton Davidson, Uh, you know, he's a teacher, and so he allowed us to be lost, and uh, with that he he taught us how to be found. So, you know, he's a teacher of uh, football, of quarterbacks, of men, of life, and uh, he's made a big difference in my life. Thanks for letting me be lost, and thanks for helping me be found. I love you, Coach Davidson.
1: That's great. Jay, the only bad thing about taking shots at fellow quarterbacks is you were the first one, so now here's Cody Carlson to follow you. you.
3: Cotton didn't let you throw very much, Jay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Cotton, it's a uh, great honor to be here uh, with you and your family, and um, you know I think it's it's something that I want to ask a question first and then make a statement that. Uh, you know, first of all, with all the quarterbacks that are in this room, we've all wondered which was your favorite. And so we are. Uh, it's not working. They're, they're hey, they're all grown ups now, so they can handle it. So to put things in perspective, uh, you know, I did not know that Coach Davidson played professional football when he first came to recruit me, and it really didn't matter because it was the sincerity, it was the, the uh, intensity, but a, a uh, confidence, and a confidence in what he was telling me that really attracted me. But to put it in perspective, you go on eBay, and that really is the measure of someone's career, right? And so, you might go and find my playing card, which was uh, probably selling at its highest for $2 right now. And Cotton's highest is $94. Right. Twice as high as Robert Griffin III. So I think that, that tells you a little bit about how good of a player he was, which he never really told us about. He was more interested in us than he was in his career. So it is a card that's going for 400 in the in the tails that you have. Uh, Walter, by the way, has a card that's going for $413. <laughs> From his own personal collection, I believe. <laughs> so, uh, Con, now I, I want to tell you, um, I've thought about you know 1,500 days in your company uh, while I was here at Baylor. Uh, Tom, Mickey, and I both um, absolutely loved every bit of that. I remember looking forward to practices, if you can believe it, just because it was to be in your um, you know, in, in learning from you, it was to, to learn more than just about football. When it came time to name our first son, I couldn't name him Francis. Thank you. Or, or Marion, or even Cotton. It just wouldn't work. But I do think of you when I thought of what we did ma- name him, which his name is Micah. One of my favorite verses in Scripture is Micah 6, eight. What is required of you, O mortal, is to love justice, love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And so, I think of your life as uh, a representation of that Scripture, and thank you for, for teaching that lesson.
1: Coach Hart says that uh, Cotton was a big reason he came to Baylor, came to Baylor and saw this quarterback named Francis, and he said, ah, surely I can, I can play here, I can run here. <laughs> so you got, you helped get Coach Hart here. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Do you want to answer the question, who was your favorite quarterback?
2: Uh, I think he went to the bathroom.
1: Okay. <laughs> Good answer. Here is J.J. Joe.
4: Well, the the interesting thing, these guys are very serious. I'm not that serious, okay? Um, Coach Davidson, by the time I got here, had moved to receivers coach. uh, And they didn't even have a quarterback's coach. So I did spend a lot of time when they weren't making us run the option with Coach Reedy and those guys to spend with Coach Davidson and and the receivers. uh, Because he was the only one that was on the staff that actually had quarterback experience. Uh, and that was wonderful, but the, the great thing about my experience there is that uh, he was the only coach, he was the only one that kind of could let, help me understand how to throw the ball, even though I didn't do that successfully that much. I threw a few more interceptions than Jay did. Uh, but I was here when, when Melvin was here, and Melvin was really good at receiver. He really coached Melvin well, and I think one of his favorites maybe while I was here was Reggie Miller. So this is where I get to comedy. Reggie was a local kid. I uh, grew up in Waco, went to elementary, middle school here, went to Baylor here. And uh, he and Coach Davis. I think uh, Reggie was a really good route runner, really good hands, but just a really small kid. Reggie was maybe 5'7", five, 5'8", five, and I think he works with Baylor now. Uh, but the funny thing, and I said, I'm not as serious as these guys, is we're at practice and you know we always practice at Floyd Casey, was 200 degrees. And, and we're out there and we're just trying to find some levity, you know, let's try to get through practice. Today. So we're out there and we're, I'm over with the receivers, Melvin and Reggie and Lee, and I forget if this is 90, maybe it must be 91, and Reggie had the best Cotton Davidson impersonation. Now that beautiful stroke that he had when he played with Baltimore, <laughs> so, so that beautiful stroke that he had when he played for Baltimore, I'm sure, had dissipated a little. <laughs> at about his 20th year, 21st year of coaching, yeah. to more of a sidewinding motion, right? <laughs> I don't, and I now understand because you said you had shoulder surgery a problem. So that explains the motion. So, coach would be over there warming up with the receivers, right? And he would <laughs> sidewind it. And he was accurate with it, right? So, he'd be sidewinding and sidewinding. We'd just sit there laughing at coach. So, one day we're out, and it's about 100, it's second, second practice of two days, and Reggie's out there and he's mocking Coach Davidson. And his back is to the tunnel, right? So we're out there and Reggie's just, he's doing Coach Davidson, he's talking Coach Davidson. And we're looking at Reggie like, no, and Coach Davidson walks out and his face was just as red. But he's such a great, great guy, great character. (laughs) He's such a great sense of humor that it's just small stuff like that that Coach Davidson had that really... Really makes you remember how great of a guy he was. Fantastic coach. And He didn't have to, he didn't have to yell as much at us because he had Fredenberg and Goodner and all, <laughs> really all of them. So he didn't have to yell as much. So coach loved you, and it's great. I'm great that you're getting honored today. Thanks.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Who else? Raise a hand. I'll bring the microphone to you. All right, coming back this way. We are at the one o'clock hour, but we're going to bring the mic right over here to. Coach Taff. Coach? Yes, sir.
6: Thank you, John. Cotton, you got uh, our entire staff and our wives are here. Uh, we came to harass you, but you did such a good job, we didn't harass you. We just supported you. Uh, <laughs> are, you <thierships> sure? <laughs> are One of the jobs that I had, first as head football coach, then as athletic director for all sports, uh, to get cards for everybody so I had to deal with all the dealerships and interestingly enough after we'd been here about 17, 18 years they'd ask, uh, Cotton Davidson's not going to be driving my car, is he? <laughs> True story. So Cotton would put many thousands of miles on a car because he's doing eighty miles every day so add that up if you will. But that was a part of his commitment to uh, Baylor University and to our coaching staff. Uh, he is green and gold uh, from tip to toe. Uh, he's one of the best coaches I've ever been around. I didn't know him. The first contact I had with Cotton is I called him on the telephone and uh, told him that uh, I want to talk to him about joining my staff. I, I was a defensive guy and a, a very good run-oriented coach and I knew what we were gonna do. You can't run, you can't play defense, you're not going to win. But I wanted to expand uh, into a passing game. And I, I called Cotton and I said, You know, I, I, I can do everything, but I don't know the passing game like I want to put in here. And so I brought him in, and Cotton was responsible for us adding the tremendous play action plays that our quarterbacks will all remember that we ran off the option in that. We were able to spread the ball and throw the routes and the reads that uh, some of the players were talking about. We owe that to Cotton, and his friendship has been special to all of us. You talk about a true friend. Give you the shirt off his back, he would do that. I mean it. Carolyn is special. We love her and the entire family. Cotton, we're proud of you, buddy.
1: That's great. Anybody else? Anybody else want to say something? All right, Ricky Thompson, a a uh, another Gatesvilleite. Is that the right word? Gatesvilleian? Ricky, you get the final word. Yeah,
7: that's, that's that's perfect. Number 1. I'm tired of hearing from quarterbacks. <laughs> All they do is throw the ball high so you get cut into, you get your chin knocked off. I mean, they, they don't care. They just throw it. You're supposed to go catch it. Keep them from getting interceptions. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs> uh, you know, Cotton, they're, they're talking about the, the sidearm delivery. This is going to be a funny story. We're out there, and I did. I really did. I dreaded it. I hated our pre-practice drills where we'd get about 10 yards from Cotton and, and Tommy, you know, what? he'd just throw the ball as hard as he could and grin and laugh, and <laughs> hands are sore, they're hurting. You know, I get to the NFL and, and these guys are asking, you know, my fingers are crooked and they said, man, you must have had some tough quarterback. I said, crap, no, it was my coach. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it's the Thursday before we're playing TCU in 1974, which we happen to be on kind of a roll. We got a pretty good football team. We'd won a couple of games and we're in the early drills in practice and we're running right at Cotton. I mean you, he just wants us to run right at him and his idea is to throw the ball and tear our head off so you've got to stick your hands up and protect yourself. So we're running this drill and the ball hits my hand and I know it's not good and uh, I look down and my little finger here, the bone was sticking out right here on the side. And I go up to Cotton and I said, Cotton, I've broken my finger. He said, Ah, oh, you've just jammed it. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so, so so he he grabs my hand, there's blood going all down the side of my arm and he said, Dang, you've broken your finger. <laughs> so Red uh, red Covington and those guys were here, and I went over to their office, they s- set my finger, sewed it up, taped it together, I came back and was really back at the end of practice, but I really wasn't wanting to catch anything, <laughs> and uh, to just thanks to you, two more years here and seven years in the NFL, I never played another game without these two fingers taped together, so I, <laughs> I, I, I had a memory of you before every game that I ever played. Uh, of course, Cotton, being from Gatesville, I am. Uh, obviously, w- one of the reasons I uh, came here, and uh, I remember about that junior year, Cotton telling me one day during practice that uh, he thought I had a shot to play in the NFL. It's the first time I'd heard that, and uh, I know that you are a big reason that happened. Uh, thank you for that, and in fact, I get into my rookie year at camp, And there are 13 rookies, and about 10 of them didn't have a clue how to read a defense or what to do. So I had a leg up, and that was all because of you. So I thank you for that.
0: That's great.
1: How great is that? And how appropriate is it that uh, Ricky Thompson, also from Gatesville, wraps things up as the players had a chance to say uh, what Cotton meant to them during their playing days, his coaching days at Baylor. Really terrific there. And uh, again, the memorial service for Cotton will be on Monday, January 2nd, First Baptist Church of Gatesville. And again, I think it'll be bursting at the seams there, uh, you know, for people who want to pay their last respects to Cotton, the guy who meant so much to so many of us. And I know so many of you listening today. We'll take a break. Back with more in a moment. Wrap things up. We're brought to you in part by... Pioneer Steel and Pipe, that new location, 2003 South Loop 340 in Waco, right next to Busby Feed and Seed. It's a new store, but you'll find the same great customer service and low prices that customers expect. The new location features a huge showroom. They went from 8 acres to 19 acres at the new location. They also have a great selection of rebar and accessories, plus they now stock Sackcrete. Tradition and experience serves you well at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They are Central Texas' largest structural steel, pipe, and metal building components distributor. They also deliver and unload. Check it out. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe, the new location. 2003, South Loop 340 and Highway 6, next to Busby Feed and Seed. And always 24-7. Available on the web at PioneerBoys.com.
0: You're listening to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton.
1: And back with just enough time to wrap things up on today's show. We appreciate you being with us, and we appreciate you uh, allowing us to spend basically the entire hour just uh, saluting and honoring uh, the late Cotton Davidson. Cotton, again, passed away on Friday at the age of 91. His memorial service comes up on Monday, January 2nd, 1 p.m., First Baptist Gatesville, uh, and uh, it will be a celebration of a life well lived for Cotton Davidson. So, um, Thanks again for letting us uh, share this with you today. We'll be back in the studio with Aaron coming up tomorrow. Aaron, thank you very much for making things work today. A reminder about Baylor basketball back in action tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center. Their uh, one game post-Christmas, pre- Big 12, as conference play begins on Saturday for the Bears in Ames against Iowa State. We'll talk about all of that tomorrow, but uh, again, we appreciate you being with us today. Now stay 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 tuned. Matt Mosley, Aaron Sexton, and The Matt Mosley Show is coming up next. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas.
0: The Matt Mosley Show, starring Aaron Sexton.